Talk 1110 wbt The Pete Callender Show. I'm the Pete of said show. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Do you think, I don't know, with the inflation numbers coming out today at like 9.1% uh, over the last 12 months, uh, I, I don't know. Is it any wonder why we're seeing maybe a bit of a political realignment in real time? What do you think? Something to it? Maybe connected? What do you just a wee bit? This according to Mike Allen at um Axios.com, hardly a right wing rag. Democrats now have a bigger advantage among white college graduates than they do with non white voters, according to a new poll from the New York Times Siena College. He says this is a political realignment. Democrats are becoming the party of upscale voters concerned more about issues like gun control and abortion rights. <gasps> really? I never would have guessed such a thing. Could you tell that was happening? Look, this is why I call them the party of Elysium or the Elysium party. Ever see the movie Elysium with... Uh, What's his face? Jason Bourne, right? No, the other guy. Yeah, oh yeah. No, that's yeah. Uh, what's his name? Ben Affleck. No, Matt Damon. Same guy. Whatever. So yeah, uh, Matt Damon. And he's the whole premise of the movie is that you have this you know super elite class of people that's up on a spaceship floating around the planet and. All of the poors are down on the planet mining for the materials so the elites can have their smartphones. That's the movie. I didn't write it. So that has been the, the direction of the Democrat Party for uh, more than a few years now. I, I can see it. If I can see it, surely they can. Or maybe not. Yeah, they're not so great on the self-awareness front. Meanwhile, Republicans according to Axios, are quietly building a multiracial coalition of working-class voters with inflation as an accelerant. See, this is part of Operation uh, Seize Pounce, where Republicans seize and pounce on inflation caused by something or other. Vladimir Putin, I guess. They're going to seize on the Putin price hike and pounce on it and, uh, and just unfairly gain advantage over the Democrats whose policies had obviously nothing to do with any of this. The NRCC, the National Republican Congressional Committee, their job is to get you know Republicans elected to Congress uh, over in the House. NRCC notes that 29 of its 75 House seat targets have a Hispanic population over 15%. You remember a couple weeks ago, I brought you the story from, uh, what was it? Was it, was it the nation? I forget what the publication was. Uh, it was another lefty rig, but, um, this guy had gone around North Carolina, remember? And he was like following these, uh, these groups that had set up basically in, in, uh, minority areas and they were doing things like, you know, having, having cookouts inviting the whole family to come to the cookout so they could, you know, talk to them and get them excited or about local issues or whatever. I know the horror of it all. How dare those Republicans talk to non 
country club rich white people. And so they go out and they set up these little field offices and they hold these events and then they do some door knocking campaigns and phone banking and they're trying to get people into the Republican camp to maybe vote Republican, even if you don't register as a Republican, but maybe to go vote as a Republican. And I've said for years, there is nothing about the Republican Party platform, about limited government ideas that has anything to do with race. It is race neutral. Capitalism is race neutral. Money is race neutral. It could be used for good. It could be used for bad, like Dr. Evil tried, right? You can use it for whatever you need to use it for, whatever you want to use it for. But some people don't like your choice, and so they would prefer to choose for you. They want to tell you how to spend your money to help somebody else, and then they want to, uh, they want to uh, bask in all of the glory and honor of having taken from you to give to someone else because it shows that you know, if I am the, the person taking from you uh, to give to someone else, it shows that I am obviously more virtuous than you because I took from you to give to somebody else rather than letting you give to someone else, which, by the way, that's actually the true measure of one's virtue. That's the true measure of your charity is whether you decide to do these things yourself versus having it extracted from you by force and given to somebody else. You, do, you don't get any... You don't get any of the halo effect on that, folks. Like, I voted for these Democrats and they raised taxes on some other people, so I'm virtuous. No, you're not. It's kind of the description of a thief, but I mean, all right. Uh, Let's just move on from that. The Times-Siena poll. Democrats hold a 20-point advantage over Republicans among white college-educated voters but are statistically tied among Hispanics. Or, um, I'm sorry, to use the Democrat preferred term, Latinx. Or, right, or breakfast tacos, as Bill Biden calls them. Um, But Democrats' fortunes are bolstered by a slice of well-off, socially liberal uh, voters who disapprove of Biden's performance, yet reliably support Democrats for other races. Even though his his approval numbers are in the tank, they disapprove of his performance, but they're going to vote for him. It's a political realignment. This from the New York Times, Nate Cohn. Non-white working class Democrats worry more about the economy, while white college graduates uh, focus more on cultural issues like abortion rights and guns. You know why? Because they have the luxury to do so. This has always been the case. See, if you step back and look at sort of a macro societal civilizational level, you, you know, take a step back. When, when a society becomes wealthy enough, just in general, when a society becomes wealthy enough to give a flying fig Newton about the environment, it will do so. But usually, if the environment doesn't present any kind of uh, uh, benefits short-term obvious to improve someone's quality of life or or their lifespan, generally speaking, that society doesn't prioritize it too highly. And I know this is an uncomfortable truth, but it is the truth. People don't care about CO2 emissions if they're having to burn uh, cow poop in order to stay warm. Or if they have to cut down a whole forest of trees to uh, heat their home during the wintertime, they will do so because it's about survival. 
So they're going to make those choices. But when they become wealthy enough and now they're able to do other types of fuels, when they get nuclear, sorry, sorry, when they get, when they get windmills, uh, then uh, they will be able to power their huts. They will also have more free time. They won't have to, you know, you, you don't have to spend hours gathering, hunting, and preparing your meal, right? It takes you, what, an hour at most if you are like a cook, if you're going to actually do some, you know, prep work and the like. So that that's one of the signs that you have a wealthy society is you're able to pay attention to these things. And that's why white college graduates focus on the cultural stuff. Because they're bored. They're not actually engaged in daily survival, despite all their talk about, oh, it's exhausting, the work. Oh, I'm just so tired. Oh, you ever notice they're always so tired from doing the work? I think it's because they, they really do know that what they're doing is not actually exhausting. But then again, I can also see if I had to kind of walk through life perpetually offended at everything, I can kind of see that being exhausting too. So I'm not really sure. Either way. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Winterbull doing a, he's doing a double. It's actually more than a double. He's doing five hours in the morning, and it is three hours in the afternoon. Are we going to have to have our union uh, knee cracker, like, head on over to Winterbull's and be like, hey, you're making us all look bad. Stop working so hard. What's going on here? 704-570-1110-1800-WBT-1110. 1110, thems be the phone numbers. And uh, here is Pete. Great name, Pete. Love the name. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Pete, great name also. Thank you. Uh, don't know if you heard this Tucker Carlson interview the other day. Somebody had been accusing him of being a racist and blah, 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 blah. And he responded in the interview and said, uh, the average person that accosts him and calls him a racist is a white, educated, late 30s female whose life is otherwise barren. I heard. I saw the interview you're, of which you speak. It was and, bizarre but hilarious. The the guy doing the interview. I I don't understand why he thought that that was a good approach to take with Carlson. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Carlson just laughed in his face for probably a good what thirty percent of the interview. <laughs> right, but that 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 guy felt like he could get away with it. But yeah, yeah. When I, when I think of the crummy conversations I've had about, well, let's just say I'm not a progressive. No. Uh, and, and the people that want to engage the hardest and with the most energy is exactly that profile. Yeah. No, it's true. Absolutely. Just, uh, and look, there. this is part of the reason why, and I, one of the very first shows I think I did uh, when I uh, got back to WBT here uh, I made mention of this demographic, this progressive, uh, you know, middle-aged, if, you know, not, you know, I don't know what's, what, I don't even know, what is middle-aged? Do you have a, what, what do you think, what is middle-aged, do you think? Like 45? Have we lost Pete? I've stumped him. It's possible. I mean, I'm not a demographer, but um, thank you, Pete. I appreciate the call. I don't know where he went, but um, I don't know, I'd say 45. That's middle age, right? 40 to 45, late 30. I say 35, 45. That's middle age. All right. 
So this demographic, progressive, white, female, middle-aged, 35 to 45 years old, this demographic moves the Democrat Party. Why? Does that demographic sound like the profile of, let's just say, a uh, particular profession? What do you think? Are there, yeah, are, are, is there a profile that I've just described that fits with a particular profession that has a certain amount of clout and, uh, and influence inside the Democratic Party? You want to take a guess at that? Teachers! Very good, exactly. Teachers, yeah. Teaching has always been a field populated predominantly by women. White women. It's true. And, in fact, older white women, very young women um, who just get out of college, but then they have their, they start their own families. So they take a bunch of time off, and then they return to the field, and then they work for years after the fact, right? After they, have the, after they start the families, have the kids, and they, then they go back to work. And so you end up with a demographic that mirrors the college professor class as well, right? And, and these people now have sort of taken over academia. We've talked about that for years. There's a, there's a philosophy, and this isn't to say that all of these progressive moon bats are white women. I'm not saying that. Hashtag not all moon bats. I'm saying that that is a particular, in general, but the truth is general, but in general that it's a particular demographic profile where there's, a, there's overlap. And now this survey confirms, this is part of a long line of them actually, that confirms this shift is occurring. It's a New York Times Siena poll. So it didn't come from Fox News or something, right? This is from the left. The results suggest that the wave of mass shootings and recent Supreme Court decisions to overturn Roe v. Wade uh, have at least temporarily insulated the Democrats from an otherwise hostile national political environment while energizing the party's predominantly liberal active base because they asked these questions in the wake of those events. The, the problem here is that those events are not going to be top of mind come November. Right? Some of the hot-button cultural issues thought to work to the advantage of Republicans at the, at the beginning of the cycle, like critical race theory, right? the, the masking, the pandemic, all of that, the lockdowns, all of that stuff, right? they have faded from the spotlight. Only 4% of voters combined said education, crime, or immigration was the most important issue facing the country. That's why I always say you never know what issues are going to move voters on Election Day or Election Month because it's not just the day anymore. Right? So you have all this time. You never know. That's why I don't make election predictions anymore. Plus, also, I'm not very good at it. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. And uh, you can email Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. Oh, also, remember, get the podcast. It's totally free. Go to WBT.com or go to thepetecalendarshow.com, and uh, you just uh, you just follow it or subscribe to it. It's free, and uh, on whatever platform you want, it doesn't matter to me, whatever platform, it'll come directly to your smartphone or tablet, 
whenever we post them up. And Bernie just posted up hour number one. So you get that, bam, right to your smartphone or tablet. Three podcasts today from me. I'm a giver. What can I say? Got an email here. This is from Tim, I believe. Let me see. Yeah. Tim says, Pete, regarding inflation, most people do not realize that the classic definition of inflation is expansion of the money supply. In other words, the printing of money without an equivalent increase of GDP. Free money, like COVID stimulus checks, along with a myriad of other handouts, including expansion of defense budgets, etc. I remember when my wife took printing classes years ago. One day, some guy from the Federal Reserve comes in and reads them the riot act about counterfeiting money. And I always thought that was pretty rich, no pun intended, since he worked for the biggest counterfeiter in the world. Yeah. Right, because what is counterfeit money? What is, the, what, what is the point of that? Right, you put, think about it. If everybody could just counterfeit their own money and go out and spend it, right, you would end up, what? Devaluing the currency. There would be no, quote, full faith and credit of the fiat currency in the U.S. government, in the ability to pay its debts. That's the, this is all based on faith. Monetary policy is based on faith. We moved off of any kind of you know, tie to the gold standard or any kind of any hard metals or anything like that. So this, it's just faith. And we think the dollar has value until one day when we don't believe it has value. Right? That's the problem with fiat currency. Um, the economic policies, not to mention the kind of moon battery that we saw, for example, on display at that Senate hearing, I'm sure you've heard the clip by now of Senator Josh Hawley asking, what's her name, Kira, Kiara Bridges, the, the Berkeley law professor, because of course she's a law professor and she is She's dragging him or trying to. She's trying to drag him because he asks her about whether men can get pregnant because she uses some term, the like people with the capacity to become pregnant. And she starts making these attacks on him and, and essentially accuses him of fomenting violence against trans people, calls him transphobic and all this. And Holly comes off much better looking than... Bridges does in that debate. But over on the left, among this demographic, they think she totally mopped the floor with him. It's truly amazing. I've seen some of their social media uh, celebrations over this. They, they think that she just murdered him in that debate, in, that, in the exchange, rather. It wasn't a debate. And he asked, I heard uh, Brett Winterbull talking about this yesterday. He's exactly right, because I, I watched the video. And he says, uh, Holly says, is this the way you uh, is this the way you engage with students in your law class, too? That if they ask a question, you accuse them of harming trans people, because that was her argument that simply saying that men get pregnant or men can't get pregnant, women get pregnant, that that is dangerous, that is harm, that is violence. Most people, mo I want to believe this, most people do not believe that to be the case. Most people do not believe that to be the case. That simply saying women get pregnant, that that somehow causes someone who is transgender to go out and kill themselves? So am I supposed to treat bulimics the same way? 
Am I supposed to treat everybody who perceives themselves to be something other than they are, that if I don't go along with that, if I don't agree with them and support that, if I don't regurgitate whatever it is they're demanding I regurgitate, if I don't participate in the play, then then I'm responsible for any act of violence they commit against themselves. And I guess ostensibly, if you want to take the theory out a little bit farther, it would be any violence they commit against someone else. So we are all responsible except the person who does the thing. Um, Ikifu on Twitter says, uh, regarding my earlier point about civilizations and the uh, the amount of free time they have uh, being comparable or, 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 you know, in correlation to their causes once they are able to kind of secure food and shelter and clothing and all of that, then they can kind of branch out into these other areas. And uh, Ikifu says, no one cares about pronouns when they are starving. It is true. Um, then says, which is why the overemphasis of reproductive rights on the women's movement. Yes, it's important, but it has become all encompassing. And I think we've done a disservice to women. Uh, all right, I'll go over here to Stan. Let's see what Stan has to say today. Hello, Stan. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hi, hi, Pete. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Yeah, I was. You were just mentioning about the fiat currency and faith in the in the currency, and what has what has happened is people have begun to lose faith in the American dollar, and that's one of the reasons that cryptocurrencies cryptocurrencies were in, were in fact created. What yeah. happens is if you just look at statistics, every every twenty years, if you just look all the way back in history, every twenty years, price double. So what the people who run the government have the ability to do is they have the ability to put money where it benefits them politically and then send everybody else the bill via inflation. Right, for future generations, exactly. For future generations, that is correct. And so that, that is how it's paid for, because ultimately, a friend of mine told me a long time ago, if you really want to know what something costs you, you figure out how long you would have to work to pay for it. In essence, there is a relationship between labor and money. Mm-hmm. So it has, to be, it has to be paid with labor at some point. It's just whose labor is going to pay for it. Right. And, well, and think about what labor actually is, right? Well, how, we, how we break it down for monetary purposes, and it is, it is time, right? That's what labor is. Yes. You are trading your time. And what is time? It's a unit of your life. That's what you're trading. Right. Yeah. So the more stuff well, costs, the more you got to work for it, and that means... More of your life is spent traded off to get necessities like food and energy and housing. Right. You know, in essence, if you look at it at the price today you pay for it, or you look at it like, can I afford the payments? What you don't actually see is the true cost, and you can't get that time back. And it limits your ability to produce not only for, your, for, for today, but for your future as well. Right. Yeah, great point. Stan, appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right, man. Um, it, it, it's one of the things that I wish more people uh, appreciated and even knew about these concepts. Of time. Here, here's another one, another example. I think I actually got this from the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. You ever look at the uh, the side of a quarter and a dime? Have you ever looked at the sides, like turn them on their edge and look around the, the edge? You know what's on the edge? Ridges, right? There are all these little ridges. You know why? Because people could take... And they used to do this back in the Roman era when they inflated all of their currency. People would shave off pieces of the coins, right? They would take a little sliver of the coins. And if you took a little bit, nobody would know because if the edges are smooth, nobody would know. 
That's why they put the ridges around them. So this way, if anybody tries to start shaving the quarters or the dimes, which are the two most you know expensive uh, units of the coin, then of coins, then you would see it. You would say, "Hey, wait a minute! This coin." Of course, I mean none of that matters anymore because it's not actually really made out of the materials anymore, right? So it's, it's kind of well, it's a throwback. It's an homage. It's a tribute to sound monetary theory. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I'm going to get to the uh, Charlotte City Council meeting from uh, Monday night. There was one uh, one issue debated for like an hour, and uh, it ended up with accusations of uh, somebody enjoying their privilege. So uh, I'll get to that. It's actually a pretty important topic as well. If you're a landlord um, in Charlotte, uh, this is going to be of particular interest to you, I suspect. Um but uh, I do want to make mention of this story that came down uh, this afternoon. A Columbus man has been charged with impregnating a 10-year-old Ohio girl. So we have an arrest in the 10-year-old pregnant girl story. And and I said, I want more information. Like, how come there haven't been any arrests made? What's the deal? Why isn't some, Why didn't somebody report this? The uh, attorney general of, uh, of Ohio had said that they didn't have any records of anybody being reported for any of this, whatever. And so, like, it looked like the story was made up. There were also still some questions, though. For starters, the girl did not need to go to Indiana to have the abortion. The 10-year-old rape victim did not need to go to Indiana. Could have stayed in Ohio. So that part of the story was not correct, but they made it. That's what they. That was a key part of the uh, of the story, as it was conveyed by the abortion activist doctor, abortion provider doctor, who said that uh, this ten year old had to come to another state in order to get the abortion after she had been raped. Gershon Fuentes, twenty seven years old, whose last known address was an apartment on Columbus's northwest side, was arrested Tuesday after police say he confessed to raping the child on at least two occasions. He has since been charged with rape, a felony of the first degree in Ohio. Columbus police were made aware of the girl's pregnancy through a referral by Franklin County Children's Services that was made by her mother on June 22nd. On June 30th, the girl underwent a medical abortion in Indianapolis. Um... This is Detective Jeffrey Hun, who also testified that DNA from the clinic in Indianapolis is being tested against samples from Fuentes, as well as the child's siblings, to confirm his paternity. The Franklin County Municipal Judge, Cynthia Ebner, said the case did not warrant Fuentes to be held without bond. So, in other words, he gets to make bond. Oh, He's believed to be undocumented, which is actually a lie. He has documents. They just don't think they're the real documents. They think that they're fake. They're not sure it's actually him. Ebner set a $2 million bond for him. The judge said that the bond, uh, the high bond was necessary 
because he's a possible flight risk and, of course, you know, for the safety of the child involved. Let's see here. This is a charges confirmed story that has become abortion debate flashpoint. Um, The story went viral. Joe Biden mentioned it. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost questioned the validity of the account. Um, saying because he had not heard a whisper of a report being filed for the 10-year-old victim. Um, due to, he says, I know the cops and prosecutors in the state. There's not one of them that wouldn't be turning over every rock looking for this guy, and they would have charged him. They would not leave him loose on the streets uh, on, one, on Wednesday. Once the arraignment came, Yost issued a single-sentence statement saying, we rejoice any time a child rapist is taken off the street. That is from The Dispatch. What is The Dispatch? Is this The Columbus Dispatch? There you go. Uh, so there, there has been an arrest, which thank God. Um, I do wonder, though, if his status as an unauthorized immigrant might have had something to do with why people weren't aware of the story or something. Not sure. Not sure. Um, This issue, though, the abortion issue among Democrats, this is the most important issue facing the country today. Two thirds said so. A tie gun related. uh, Yeah, gun related uh, uh, violence. Democracy related. Sixty four percent say it's top issue. Economy and inflation. They were these are rankings. They would they put them in rankings. Most important issues. You got to rank them. And so among Democrats, they rank guns, abortion, and democracy as the top three. Among Republicans, guns, 5%. Abortion, 15%. Democracy-related, 21%. Economy, 62% versus Democrats at 25%. Then there's this quote in the New York Times piece. Lucy Ackerman, a 23-year-old graphic designer in Durham. (laughs) Because, of course, you got to go to Durham to really get the pulse of of the leftist base. She said, Mr. Biden had repeatedly failed to live up to his election promises. She recently registered with the Democratic Socialists of America. He's not far left enough for her. Nonetheless, she has committed herself to getting as many Democrats elected this fall as possible. Wait, what? But you're a Democratic Socialist. Why would you be trying to get Democrats elected if you're a DSA member? I'm just so confused. Why? The liberal backlash against conservative advances in the court appears to have helped Democrats most among white college graduates who are relatively liberal and often insulated by their affluence from economic woes. Women propelled Democrats' strength among the group, with white, college-educated women backing Democrats 2-1, to 64-30. to 30. Democrats barely led among white, college-educated men 46-45. Right? White, progressive, college-degreed, women middle age that's what's driving the democrat policies and philosophy in this realignment 